0: Away from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Give
1: me a song of a that she on a day.
0: Larson.
2: My name is Blake and I just want to take this time to thank my bride. Oh. I just want to thank my bride who's sitting across from me wearing her eye masks and her fuzzy hair net whatever thing it is. like a is. spa
0: headband to keep my sure. hair out of my face.
3: Yep.
2: My sweater. Yep. <laughs> and uh, she's toughing it out today. And uh, as she always does for every podcast that we've been suffering through, through the long panorama. And uh, also just to say that she is incredible because she helped me today through uh, some emotional stuff that was very difficult. Uh, thanks to This Is Us, by the way. So if you want to hear <laughs> that story, go to This Is Us 2 and listen to that, uh, Well, which, which we will be, we will be producing uh, probably uh, ooh, uh, maybe Tuesday. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll get together, make some bad decisions, see what happens. Mm. Uh, but I just wanted to say thank you to my beautiful bride. Mm, you're uh, if not for her, you would not be hearing this podcast at, at this moment. Truth. So – just Hashtag throwing that truth. out there. All right, mom. The end of the opening takes. I'm really
0: good at like the grounding conversations for our family.
2: Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And gratitude I exercises. I don't know what good convers like conversations I'm good at for our family.
0: You've got a really nice loud voice when we need it. <laughs> fair. <laughs> that's a
2: that's a fair assessment of my abilities. And, uh,
0: you're really good at helping us stay uh, attempting to help us stay on task.
2: I love the caveat, attempting to stay on task. All right, Marvin, you in any opening takes for this episode for uh, well, the... Like,
0: I do want to thank um, a friend of ours. You oh, guys okay. all know we love getting your reviews written into Apple Podcasts. Any podcatcher that you listen to, it's great to leave us a review there. But you can also, whether or not you listen to Apple Podcasts or not, you can actually leave a review there as well. And that's super important that you do. So we want to thank um, Brooke N F L I. Okay. Who says, thank you. I binged all five seasons of Outlander this past September 2021. Oh. And I became obsessed. I was so happy to find Marion Blake's Outlander cast to help me get through the six-month Droughtlander. Oh, she knows nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, six Six-month yeah. Droughtlander. <laughs> yeah. Girlfriend.
2: Oh, come on now. You know nothing. <laughs> John Snow. <laughs>
0: she says, "I love your your summaries as well as your insights on filming and production. None of my friends watch, so thanks for being here to help continue my escape. In the past, even when I can't be watching, you are welcome and so happy to have you as part of the clan. So welcome, welcome. So happy,
2: awesome. You know what? I'll, I'll play. Huh? This, I'll play the sound.
0: I know a new listener, I know. new to Outlander. You
2: gotta, you gotta play the sound. That's how it goes. Amen. So Another opening one in the takes, bank.
0: um you know, just I'm um, just I love I love listener feedback, you know, and when you've got a wild episode like this one, we're here for it. And I'm happy that we can do this one in the podcast studio as we have been having to podcast from bed <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> due to uh, my just being so sick. But this being listener feedback, we're in the studio, friends.
2: Here's the question, Mary. Can we still make the in bed joke?
0: <laughs> not we're no, not in bed. So only no.
2: if we're in bed. Yeah. OK, all right. I like it. I like it. My <laughs> opening take is this it's something that we really didn't get a chance to talk about last episode, which is really why I'm bringing it up. But the more that I think about it, the more I am impressed by it, which is the speech that Jamie gives to the sons of Liberty after the town fight. And they say, Mm -hmm. well, you're not welcome here because you are defending that Tory printer. And he's like, what do you think you are? Like you, you call yourselves the sons of Liberty. Is, Is it fair to take a man's profession, take his land? And, Is it fair to not hear somebody else's opinion? Is it fair to tar and feather an innocent person who has the right to do his job? Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And it is. Oh, you know, Mary and I were having a great conversation and not to get too political about it here. But like Mary and I were having a great conversation the other day about how there were some Russian athletes that were banned Bec- at the Boston Marathon because of what's going on between Russia and Ukraine. No, and don't
0: just call it what's going on. It's the war.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, again, I'm not trying to get too heavy here.
0: I'm just, yeah.
2: So what I'm trying to say is between the war that's happening that right now. That
0: Russia has against Ukraine.
2: Yes. Yes. There was a great conversation and I was having the opinion that I didn't think it was fair that these Russian athletes were being banned from the Boston Marathon just for the sake of being Russian, it didn't. It didn't ring true to me, and I feel like as an American, we should be embracing people, regardless of whatever is happening in their country that they're not responsible and then, for. And
0: then you had this conversation with May,
2: and then Mary was on the other side of that conversation. <laughs> and it's not to say that she's wrong or that I'm right or Correct. vice versa. Correct. It's just like it's two differing opinions and. I just love the fact that we were able to have that conversation, and that's what I think Jamie is referring to here.
0: Yes, that you can, without physically fighting, without saying I hate you, you can vehemently pose foes Yeah, and still (laughs) – still have responsible conversations.
2: Yeah. And just hear the words. Like, again, it goes back to Hamilton. I know you hate the guy, but let's listen to it. At least listen to what he has to say. Yes. Right. That is the beauty of the American spirit. That is something that, you know, really wasn't heard or done for a long time. Uh, between the ancient Greeks and the uh, the American Republic, like it, the, the American Republic was founded on the idea that uh, there are differing opinions. We are here. We need to talk about them. And in a time like that is today, man, it feels like we have kind of gotten away from that in many instances. Both sides, by the way,
0: but not in our house.
2: Not in, uh, because we we're disagree a lot <laughs> and we disagree a lot.
0: But it is fun. It is fun when you are in a. Uh, kind and gentle environment and you know I think that this is a great challenge to you the listener that to have conversations with people who disagree with you whether it's I mean there are a lot of things nowadays to disagree about Oh yeah, (laughs) so it shouldn't be that hard but to find a friend who you care about and go to them with the attitude of I want to talk I'm not going to get mad it's not going to change our friendship you know don't don't pick a topic that you're like not going to be friends over but have some discussions because it challenges you. Yeah. It it's going to help each of you um, see things from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And um, no, I I agree, Blake. I think it's one of the greatest like, gifts that we have, with, have as Americans. And
2: there's a there's a discipline that's involved in those kind of conversations, yes. right? And I my sense is that our society today has lost that discipline.
0: I blame the internet.
2: Uh, Absolutely. The internet and dorks like us that like, you know, not us, but you know, nerds. The
0: the keyboard warrior attitude. That
2: that whole thing has just uh, totally just derailed. Jamie would
0: not be in on the keyboard warriors. No,
2: no. He'd shut that down. He would shut that down. He would,
0: Diana Gabaldon, shut that down.
2: (laughs) So that's my opening take. Uh, I was... I was, after re it, I was wildly impressed by that little speech that Jamie gives. Jamie's the man, Blake. That is an, uh, that is one of the most American things that anybody could ever say. We've been
0: telling you for almost a decade now. Well, Jamie is no. the man.
2: Listen, I, I've gone on from the Jamie is the Justin Bieber take. I, I've moved on I from that take.
0: I know. You got on the train. So, continue. Uh, before, before we do, we want to let everybody know that we're on social media. We're here. Yes. We're on Marion And of course we want to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. Listen, if you enjoy Outlander Cast, if we keep you company, if we help you in a time of darkness and bring a little smile to your face here or there, please, please, please think about joining. It's for as little as two dollars a month, yes. which is less than a cup of coffee.
2: And you know, we have a, a we're we're at eight forty five right now. Eight hundred and forty
0: five patrons. Yes.
2: And I want to get to nine hundred.
0: B- fun fact, friends. We actually have next to Blake's side of the bed. We have a picture. That says 1,000. Yes. Because Blake is manifesting that we will reach that goal by the end of this year. Yes. And so if you are not yet a member at jointhenerdclan.com and you want to help us get to that goal, know that it is huge. It's, it's that big. It's like Blake doesn't make vision boards or no. dream diaries, but it's he's got one, one piece of paper. It's the, <laughs> one,
2: it's the one vision that I have. Yes. Uh, uh, that's, that's the kind of woo woo thing. And that is 1,000 patrons. But you know what? I'm not expecting to get there right away. what i want to do baby steps okay we're gonna go what about we're gonna what about bob this Mm -hmm. we're we're gonna do baby steps and the first baby step is i want to get to 900 mavin if we get to 900 what do you want to do what what should we do to listen man my energy level is low so you need to set the bar low (laughs) all right here here's the thing we can do giveaways i'm happy with giveaways No, no no here's the thing i'm gonna let the nerds decide okay all right. Keep
0: in mind, okay?
2: <laughs> like another podcast is probably not going to happen. Oh my God, however, definitely not. However, if you wanted us to do like a commentary on a specific movie. From bed. From bed. Or if you wanted us to do a commentary on a specific <gasps> episode of television, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, so I'm going to let the nerds decide. You uh, at Join the Nerd Clan and give me some ideas. And whatever we all decide upon, if we get 900, you'll get that. I love it. Sound fair? Sounds very fair. Okay,
0: let's get into this episode.
2: Agenda-free episode, Marvin. Let's release the hounds, shall we? We shall. All right, let's do it. All right, all right, all right. All right, Marvin. As always, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna read some comments. We're gonna go to the voicemails. Then we're gonna read some more comments. Then we're gonna go back to the voicemail. We're just gonna be we're gonna do it as efficiently and as greatly as possible. Because okay. Mary and I are tired. We're done. <laughs> so what cooked for the day?
0: Uh, Janelle writes in, my rating is 4.6 kilts. From
2: jointhenerdclan.com.
0: Yes, thank you. So much great stuff was going on. It's hard to pick a good and a great. The special opening credits and hearing the opening song in Gaelic was so good. That last clip at the end of The Time Traveler with a jewel and whistling a tune from the future was amazing. I love how this season, we can get little scenes at the end of an episode that give a little twist. It makes me almost wish they didn't do that promo for next week and let the viewers wallow in the mystery. My bad is the editing. At first, I thought it was Sophie Skelton, but your podcast made me realize that it had to do with the editing. That's probably why certain scenes seemed a little off or didn't flow very well. Like Mary said, the walk by the river was awkward, as well as the scene with Brie and the Beardsley boys. Those totally pulled me out of the episode. The river scene just seemed like off, like no one wanted to be there. Was it because they aren't sold on Bree's inventions? How did Marcily know about the charm? Did Mama Leary <laughs> try that one out for Jamie? We also haven't seen Lizzie have a malaria attack since season four. Maybe Malva was creeping Lizzie out and she faked a malaria attack to get out of there. Maybe that's the real problem. Who invited Malva to the girls' trip? Maybe they were fine with the walk till they found out that Malva was coming along. I know Bree doesn't have many options for friends on the ridge. She's definitely not asking Aiden's mom
2: to come along. Where's Ian? She's not in the book club, Aiden's
0: mom. (laughs) Couldn't she ask Ian to help find a spot for the water wheel? That could have been a great follow-up with Ian. Then again, after last week's episode, poor Ian. Is probably doing some self care ridge style, aka hunting. So we get this awkward ladies' excursion. I can't imagine these four hanging out and having ladies' night together. I mean, Briam Marsley would have fun. Uh, Lizzie could tag along, but Malva probably makes it weird. They aren't going to be meeting up for lunch or happy hour with weird Malva. This isn't Sex in the City. They ain't going clubbing 1770s style and sipping whiskey with weird Malva. What Malva likes ain't on the menu for normal people. <laughs> It ain't on the menu. Her great is the face uh, acting. David Barry really shines. So many emotions cross Lord John Gray's face in a split moment. Honorable mention was when Roger has a not great Bob moment when he sits down for lunch with Aiden and his mom and realizes. Brie was right. Jamie's reaction to seeing Stephen Bonnet's balls was hilarious. And mark me, it was great to see the Bonnie Prince dressed as a woman and complaining about it. Janelle, mm. you know, I actually recorded the balls reaction. Oh, you did? Because I, I don't know how to make a GIF. Oh, okay. But I have this intention that I want to make that a GIF because Jamie's face, he looks at it, yeah. ponders it, and then he does this little like,
2: oh. that's a choice
0: i haven't seen those before (laughs) i loved it i loved it
2: janelle you come you come here anytime you want you you stop making fun of malva and and the things that ain't on the menu you got my attention Mm -hmm. full attention our our studio chimes in she says there is literally precedent for directing and complaining who blake from a bed uh Oblomov, or my favorite, a.k.a. the missing throw-up, Alcest. And don't forget John and Yoko, nude. Love you guys. Missed you. Hashtag no pressure. And so glad you are back at it. You get five and a half kilts. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for that. Very warm welcome. I really appreciate that. All right, let's get to the first voicemail. He
5: couldn't miss a celebration party. Mess that up,
2: Blake. Mess that up, Blake. Here we go. Live podcasting ladies and gents. This is how you can tell. We don't edit the podcast ever. Doesn't happen. You get everything as it happens, the way it happens. And that's the way that I like it. Here we go. Let's try it again.
5: I love Brianna. Telling oh, Roger still that not she was right, Blake. Pregnant. Oh, Blake. My bad Was Natalie. As my, as my name is Natalie. I'm there from Colombia, but I live in New York City. This is my first time calling, so yay.
2: All right, uh, Natalie. So my
5: kill rating is a five. My good was seeing Lord John. Of course, he couldn't miss a celebration party. Also, I love Brianna telling Roger that she was pregnant. My bad was Claire and the Eater. I don't know. It felt pushed to me. Like, oh, we haven't shown Claire doing Eater in the past episode. So let's just add that in here. And my great was Wicked Malva. (laughs) I think Jessica Reynolds is doing a great job as a Malva. And even though she is very weird, I love the scene when she's with the corpse and doing the weird stuff with the fingers. I don't even know. (laughs) But I think she's doing a great job with the character. I'm just going to say that They are all have been sleeping on Malva in a bad way. Anyway, thanks for what you do, and I hope you are feeling better. Oh, Oh, thank you. you.
2: I'm here for the weird Malva stuff. But Mary, did you feel like uh, Claire in the the Huff and Glue was just a checkbox?
0: I don't, but I know that not everybody feels that way. But I just see it as she's going through a lot and she's still not getting help.
2: Yep, I agree. All right, let's do the next voicemail.
4: Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Amber Walker, and I'm calling from Central Illinois for the first time. All right. First off, I want you guys to know that you've been in my prayers, and I hope you begin feeling better soon. Thank, Thank you. you. I give this episode a 4.9. It was an amazing episode. The only thing keeping it from a five is Malva. She is just so weird. <laughs> my good, weird Malva. Brianna telling Roger she's pregnant and the joy on his face. It was nice to see them together on screen a little more this episode. And I'm glad Roger finally got a clue and cut ties with Amy. Uh My bad. Seriously, Malva, the finger cutting and the blackmailing. It's not a good look, my dear. Am I great? Jamie and his leadership. His speech about freedom of speech was so good. He always has this look that says, I'm approachable, but don't cross me. I just love his leadership this season. A couple of things that almost made the cut. Jamie, once again, breaking poor John Gray's heart. Claire using the ether in the gazebo. Not great, Bob. The lady's getting high as a kite. And one more marked me for good measure. This season has been spectacular so far, and I can't believe we only have three episodes left. I hope you have a great week, and I can't wait to hear your take on the episode. Thank you. Aww, thank you. Amber
2: says that Roger shut the door on Amy. Did he, though? He sat down and ate that fish. Yeah, see, that's the thing. He ate that and fish. And he didn't
0: say anything. Now, granted, he goes to Breen. and he says, Luckily- oh, I played matchmaker. He says I played matchmaker, yes. but you just ate her fish or Aiden's fish. <laughs>
2: just... Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I just, listen, I'm just saying, I don't think that he really shut the door. And that's going to be a problem.
0: I don't think Aiden thought he shut it.
2: Yeah. All right. Teresa says, just wanted to say that I love you guys. You're my favorite (laughs) podcast I will enjoy your podcasts whenever you are able to crank them out. Mary, my prayers are with you as you navigate this awful long COVID.
0: Thank you. I'm
2: also wicked excited to receive my first Wee Box. I love watching shows with you guys. By the way, Teresa, thank you for mentioning that. Listeners, go to weebox.com and get yourself a weebox. Get yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself to a weebox. And when you do, when you do, you can chime in there with a 10% off uh, coupon code, uh, just Outlander. Just throw that in there. And you will get 10% off your your purchase. And that's from us, okay? Because we love you. We want to take care of you. We want to it's sure. from Scotland. We're yeah, yeah, it's we it's not us. But you know what I'm saying. Like but we, you,
0: you get to have it with us. Like, like we get to open it up and you get to open it up and it's going
2: to be amazing. Right. So thank you so much for that, Teresa. And thank you for mentioning that. Sally says, thanks for recording from bed. It works, Mary and Blake. You both <laughs> get five quilts. Oh, <laughs> quilts. Five quilts. Aww. All right, Kathy. Kathy Henry. Kathy from Cleveland uh, chimes in. She says, "Lord John can easily carry his own show." Uh, this is by in response to my statement that Lord John could not carry his own mm. show in the LJG books. He is surrounded by an incredible cast of characters to play off of: his brother Hal, he, Hal's wife Minnie, Harry Quarry, his mother Benedicta, his stepbrother Percy Wainwright, friends like Stephen Von Nampson and most of all his valet, Tom Bird. One of the best things about the LJG series is all the other characters he interacts with. So if you're concerned that he needs someone to pay a lie off of, it's Covet. Kathy, I will I will defer to your opinion, but I will also say all these more, all these names might as well be Greek to me. It's it, it, it's <laughs> Stats of a nerds oh as of this moment. Bleak. So uh, I'm still going to go on. I'm still take, I'm take Bunkered. I don't think he can handle his own show. I don't, I don't think he could. All right, let's get to the next voicemail.
3: Hi guys. It's Sharon calling from Chicago. Hey Sharon. Sharon. I usually wait to send a message until after I've heard your guys' first podcast, but I am so furious. I don't even know what I was watching (sighs) with this episode. Um, I'm going to start with that dumb fight by the printer shop mm-hmm. and the terrible CGI mm-hmm. when they were mm-hmm. looking out over, I don't know, Jamie was looking out over whatever. And then the print shop fight, Lord John Gray um, holding that dumb broom out.
2: Okay, hold on. Wait, no, I, just, let's just, I'm going to play the sound. I'm going to play the sound right now. Bam! Just like that. You're right, Sharon. All right, continue.
3: And the people in the back yelling, it just like was so fakie, the fakiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then Jamie getting slapped with a teeny tiny bit of tar. Right. Uh, it just uh, it, awful. So, and the rest of the episode was just so boring, so boring. Uh, my final thing was Roger. He has the worst, he has the worst Common sense I've ever known in someone. Mm. I mean, I know he goes someone and has lunch with this lady like after Bree talked to him about mm. it. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh well, Obadiah's free. I think he might like her." Say it. Thanks li- a lot, Roger. Say it,
2: Sharon. He's a lightweight. The only thing
3: I liked no. about this episode was Claire's gown. It was beautiful. um Otherwise, I don't know. Ugh, disappointed, angry, ugh, all the above. All right,
2: bye guys. <laughs> Sharon, what I would love to know, if, if, you get a, if you get a chance to call back, which I know you will, what I would love to know just briefly, why was it boring? Like, and I hear what you're saying, and, and I agree with you on many levels, but why was it boring? And, uh, and I need you to call back and say that Roger's a lightweight. That's no, no, no. Say. Because, Blake, you made
0: those same mistakes. You didn't go eat fish at someone's house. I know, but I'm you made saying. bad mistakes like that with the lass. And I said, watch out for that lass. And you didn't watch out for that lass. Okay? I got you. So don't be uh, hating on Roger because there'd be, I mean? there be foolish bit. people like you who, even though their partners warned them,
2: mm-hmm continue to make poor choices i'm I'm hating a little bit i'm hating a little bit okay
0: well you know what (laughs) just hate yourself
2: (laughs) laurel chimes in on join she says 4.9 kilts loved this episode uh the good opening with the bonnie prince blake you always talk about character development and lots of character development went into the bonnie prince mark me was a great scene and i love the historical significance that was captured as well as the completion of the story for him Bad. I would agree with you, Mary and Blake, that the wee skirmish at the print shop was a bit like a play. It didn't bother me as much as it bothered you, but I see what you were saying about the quality of it. We can't have everything perfect. There are so many skirmishes and battles that Linda has done really well. By the way, Laurel, I agree. There are so many different things that they have done well. Oh, yeah. The great was Jamie's emotions when talking to LJG about William. This was gold. Why did Claire dare to change the subject so quickly? Poor Jamie never gets updates about William and I wanted LJG to keep spilling the tea. Maybe he should listen to the Bridgerton with Mary and Blake podcast. Mm. Um, Other great Jamie referring to Fergus as his son. Loved this family unit talk. Brie uh, and Marsily referring to each other as sisters was also great. Great. And that was Amy McCallum's fish plating skills. Uh, She could work at a Michelin start restaurant with those skills. And music and setting this episode was special. I loved the Wilmington Colonial House. Fish
0: plating skills, true. (laughs) And
2: and the garden. And the interiors and the exteriors were incredibly designed. The music when Bree shared the news with Roger was also priceless. You know what? I'm, I'm... I'm going to co-sign on that. Uh, I concur. Again, Bear Flare mm. is on fire this season. All right, next voicemail.
5: This is Cassie in Brooklyn.
6: I dove into Outlander in the early days of the pandemic, started watching the show, listening to your podcast, and listening to the books on Audible. Shout out to Davina Porter, who brings life to every character's voice. I am calling with my first ever GBG, Yay. my good. Aunt Jocasta's 420 sesh in the gazebo <laughs> with Flora McDonald and Claire. Can I please put on a fancy gown and pull up a chair to join? Also Stephen Bonnet's bollocks in a jar on the mantel. Ew. And it was <laughs> great to see Lord John Grey again, although the growing tension between he and Jamie makes me sad. My bad. I almost barfed watching Malva in that tent harvesting finger bones for her oh, witchcraft and love spells. Loved that was it was so disgusting. How do other people on the ridge not see or smell this tent? Good point. My great. I loved Jamie's speech around the pool table about the printer's right to print whatever point of view he chooses, even if others do not agree. The other guys wanted to kick him out of their little club because Jamie had defended a printer who was aligned with the crown. But Jamie said those powerful and inspiring words that basically sum up America. Of course, our king of men gets it. Love you guys.
2: Aww. I'm, I, again, I will I will reiterate this fact. Malva weird is great. I am here for the Malva weird. Mm-hmm. Just give it all to me. Just Malva being Malva, man, and Malva gonna do Malva, and I I am here for it. And the king of men. The irony in this statement is getting the fact that you know there is this American. Uh sense and sensibility of conversation. Oh here for that too. All right, Larish chimes in. Okay. I joined the NerdClan.com. She says, Mary, thank you for soldiering on despite the illness. Oh, your welcome. passion and your dedication is always appreciated. What
0: you guys don't know is that I currently have a child in my lap right now, too. I know, so that's
2: true. Good point. <laughs> Her kilt rating was 4.6, her GBGs. The good was the ladies' tea, wake and bake. (laughs) That was fun to watch these three strong women bonding and being so open with each other. The bad, shuffling Marsily and Fergus off to New Bern. I understand it might be what's best for Fergus's mental health, but we were finally getting more of Fergus and now they're leaving? I hope Firstily will still be involved in the rest of the season, but the separation of the families is kind of breaking my heart. The great, Jamie's speech to the son, of liberty, it's felt so relevant in our modern era of cancel culture and high tech censorship. Uh, Lara, I would agree with you about the about Jamie and the cancel culture, but there is something here that kind of piques my interest.
0: What,
2: uh, firstly, heading to New Bern, okay? Now, is this something that the show is doing because they got nothing else for those two characters to do? No. Oh, this is a thing that happens. Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But I will
0: also say, you know, if I was his dad, I would get him away from the free booze. Yeah. You know what? You know? Valid point. We got a lot of land. We got some crazy people. We know that we're going to have to be dealing with war. Like poor Fergus already has his hand chopped off. The last thing he's going to need. Like, think about that. Yeah. Fergus can't be here. Worse coming. Fergus is going to just be upset. All sure. he can do is thwack people. Thwack, thwack. Okay? <laughs>
2: and it's like it's it's like if somebody had a coke problem, you wouldn't be like, "Hey, go yes. go split some lines for the me." The
0: only skill he's been able to really do is help make whiskey, mm-hmm. and that didn't go so well. Yep. So, yeah, he needs a little time out.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Bingley's sister on com says, bless your hearts for powering through in bed. Aww. Clearly, I didn't send enough boo-too-long panoramas juju last week. <laughs> <laughs> my show-only response to Blake's take, not my GBG. Blake, of course, wee brunette baby Galus is coming for Jamie. Of course!
0: Wee brunette baby Galus.
2: <laughs> Ever since their little tiptoe through the tulips or whatever was growing in that meadow in episode two, she was coming for Jamie. Jamie's extremely iffy I bet the boys are all chasing you exchange with Malva was his epic read the room moment a rare instance of Jamie being an utter clueless dolt That is definitely coming around to bite him in the upper thigh like a toxic viper. (laughs) Good callback. Good job. Good job. Good job. Uh, The 4.6 kilts put a GBG this week. You nailed it. The bad, Blake. Uh, The good. The close-up on Malva's naughty little face when they discovered the love charm. The bonus was Marsley's absolute expertise on that Topic: The flashback to leg hair in season one, of course. Better the skyboat song in Gallic. Can they just slide some Grigor Lab into the background here and there every week? Well, I think they kind of are, right?
0: No, but little bit when, when, it, when the moment is right.
2: Yep. The great, the recurring characters, supporting characters, limited arc supporting cast in extras. Wonderful to see uh, Jocasta, LJJ, and even, mark me, the Bonnie Prince Charlie. But the casting in this series is impeccable. Top to bottom. Roger connecting with Amy through the music and the aches of displacement was more than a little heartbreaking, uh, likely short-term character that could have been anyone but that actress is a wonder. All right, let's get to our next voicemail.
5: Hi, Miriam Blake. This is Tonya from Norway. Hi, Tonya. First time calling in. All right. I, I love this episode and giving it a five-kilt wedding. The amount of history they managed to squeeze in is bloody brilliant. This year is the three hundred years anniversary of Laura Macdonald's birthday. What a great great anniversary indeed. From the Flora Heron tale to Claire giving us the cake story. Needless to say, we all may have been seeing Flora and Bonnie Prince Charlie in the Workers' shortbread logo since the 1960s. And if you ever find yourself in the Abelor house at the Workers' shortbread head office, the original painting of Flora and Bonnie Prince Charlie is still there to see. Wow. The absolute stunning intro for the Skyboat song was a complete full circle moment. How great season six is turning out to
2: be. Thank you, Mary and Blake. Well, thank you, Tony. I, I love hearing that little historical uh, the tidbit about the painting being <laughs> there. So that yes, is yes. really cool. Love
1: so,
0: that. Thank you for
2: that nerd moment. You've earned your Nerd Clan membership. <laughs> that is excellent. All right. Donna chimes in that uh, join the Nerd Clan. She says, Mary and Blake, first, let me give you both five plus kilts for the bedside podcasts as <laughs> of late. Thank you. Bravo. Be being sick just this one week, I can fully appreciate and marvel at how you both keep working week after week, uncompromised. Oh no, sorry, uh, compromised. Your spirit never wanes. So appreciation post for you. Mm-hmm. All the hearts and hugs. I love this season so much, and I loved it that this episode, for so many reasons, I'm giving it 4.8 kilts. Let me see if I can compartmentalize my foggy brain to coordinate my GBG. The good. The ladies' tea party in the gazebo. When Flora was explaining that people thought she and the Bonnie Prince were together and that she lay with him, Joe Castor her pipe in her hand answers, into the boat, and they all <laughs> burst out laughing. The bad. I suppose the walk by the river Bree, Marsley, Lizzie, Malva was a bit ho-hum. They just don't get excited for Bree's inventions, and finding the bones and seaweed circle was necessary. And, of course, Marsley knew what it was. Her mother is a leg hair, for God's sake. Yeah. Other bad was that Claire was staying back for a quick huff. Enough said about that. The great, the first one, though, is the cold freaking open. Brilliant. All of The great, the second one, Jamie's speech to the Sons of Liberty about the freedom of speech awesome and good gracious ljg he's so in love who can blame him david barry really inhabits this character so well his last words to jamie be careful and as far as Roger is still staying for the fish dinner, at heart he is a minister and a very kind man. He admits that he has a soft spot for single mothers, and after that, he did get bloody Obadiah Henderson to take over the oh, house yeah, of the repairs okay, his own way at dealing with the attempted bribe of Malva and the Maleficent. Finally, the use of the end credits song, Colonel Boogie's March, was a beautiful nod to the future, and that's all I'll say about that. Thank you, Mary and Blake, for keeping this clan informed and entertained in spite of your health obstacles. Always keeping you in healing thoughts, Mary. Crossing my fingers for you with the long panorama clinic.
0: Thank you so much. It probably can't join until May, but
2: yeah, I'll be there. Well, hopefully, I'll you'll be, be there. there. My first email comes uh, from, who is it? Eileen from Chicago. She says, at the end of the episode 605, Give Me Liberty, just like the ever astute Claire Fraser, I got the shivers when hearing the mysterious Whistler's tune. Here's partially why. I thought I had heard all of my 93-year-old father's amusing stories, but I had not. Out of the blue, just two months ago in February 2022, dad tells me another one of his many long-ago comical tales absolutely unrelated to anything that we had been currently talking about. Oh. He, somewhat embarrassingly, recounted that as a young teen growing up in the Republic of Ireland during World War II, he and his pals used to sing an off-color ditty about the genitalia of Hitler and his cronies. Oh
0: my goodness, He, then, dead, pre- he then
2: proceeded to laughingly sing me the song, sung to the very same melody as the 605 Mysterious Whistlers 2 for the <laughs> Colonel Boogie March. These are the the lyrics for one of the verses, which perhaps might be too lurid for your listeners. Oh. I don't care. We're going to sing well, it anyway. Well, hold
0: on. I've got a six-year-old in my lap.
2: Uh, I don't think it's too lurid. Okay. Uh, Hitler, he only had one ball. Goering, he only had, he had two, but very small. Himmler had something similar, but poor old Goebbels, he had no balls at all. Dad had a great laugh at remembering this. Later, I googled the lyrics, only to discover that not only did my Irish dad and his pals sing this song, but it was widely sung in the United Kingdom during the war. As a matter of fact, the melody of the Colonel Boogie March was actually written much earlier in 1914 by a British Army bandmaster, Lieutenant F.J. Ricketts. The song with the lyrics almost made the cut to be sung by the prisoners in the famous 1957 movie, The Bridge on the River Kwai, but a story has it that at the widow of the composer of lieutenant ricketts deemed the lyrics obscene which she thought sullied her late husband's work hence the prisoners in the movie famously whistled the tune rather than sing the lyrics Mm -hmm. in my opinion world war ii nurse claire beecham randall would definitely have heard soldiers singing the very popular off-color tune that even my teenage father and his buddies had sung and claire fraser's natural impulse would be to look over her shoulder also, earlier in this episode, Jamie walks past the fireplace mantle holding a jar uh, of the bullocks of the notorious pirate Stephen Bonnet. Is there some kind of ironic connection? Marion Blake, I absolutely love your show. With with wishing much improved health to you and yours, best regards, Eileen from Chicago.
0: Thanks, Eileen.
2: You know, Eileen, you, you, you brought some heat with this email, and I really appreciate it. This is exactly why we have the Nerd Plan, because we got far reaches from all over the place. I mean, we got Irish dads singing songs about Hitler's balls and giving love us it. more information about this episode. How great of a connection is that right? So cool. This is why you want to be part of the nerd clan.
0: Balls for days. Ball, so many Songs balls. Songs about balls. Pickled oh. balls.
2: <laughs> pickled balls?
0: <laughs> Salty balls.
2: <laughs> balls and jazz.
7: That's what I mean. Yeah, pickled. Yeah, I know.
2: Just you know what else. All right. Let's get the next voicemail.
7: Hi Marin Blake. This is Mayan from Florida. Hi Mayan. Mayan. My kilt rating for this episode is uh, 4.8. Okay. I really like this episode. My GBG is good. Windigo Donner at the end, whistling the marching tune and holding the gem in his hand. That was great. I just can't wait for the next episode. So excited. My bad is Lord John holding a broom trying to protect Jamie. And the person who was throwing the stone through the window, that <laughs> was so bad.
5: Not great,
7: <laughs> he didn't know how to throw a stone. That's not how he throws a stone. <laughs> my great is the opening credit. That was incredible. That's the best one by far, in I my opinion. totally I agree. hope that you leave that through. The rest of the episodes for this season—that was incredible. Another thing that was great is Lord John Grey. I just love him so much; he's amazing, and he is the king of swoons, Mary, for sure. Yes. But one thing that I think that topped his swoon was the look he gave Jamie after they finished top.
2: Oh, we're gonna get the uh, the second half here. Hold on a second.
7: I got caught off, but I wanted to say it was the look that Lord John Gray gave Jamie after they finished talking in the street. And that look was just everything. So heartbroken. And, Blake, Mm -hmm. I'm with you on your Outlander theory about Malva wanting Jamie. Oh, yeah. I had this thinking suspicion about that a few episodes ago when she was walking with him, when she was looking for mushrooms and he was walking with her. Since then I had that sinking suspicion that she wants him. And now it's even stronger. So Mm -hmm. I'm with you.
2: At first I thought it was Ian. At first I thought, you know what? She just, she sees the Claire and Jamie dynamic and she's like, I could get on board with Ian.
0: But, but then, then she I, saw little
2: Jamie. But then she saw little Jamie and then she was like, "I'm in on the little Jamie." And Jamie and be, Jr. Jamie Jr. it'd be hard. <laughs> it'd be hard to refuse Jamie Jr. I'm just throwing that out there. So, let's just consider that as 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 Weird Malva keeps moving forward. Uh, This one comes from Kim. She says, hello, this is Kim from Connecticut. Hey, Kim. I think you can guess where this is headed. Yes, bring it, Kim. (laughs) Apolly. Bring it, Kim. She says, apologies in advance to Lou. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I love the nerd clan. Because the jokes never go away. They never ever go away. Thank you so much, uh, Kim, and thank you so much, Nerd Clan, for these just continuation of these Arrested Development style jokes. Let's keep it coming. Uh, there's tons I'd love to comment on about episode six oh five. I mean that opened. Oh my god, it's stellar. Girls getting baked with Joe Casta, the best. But what I really need to know is what did the great state of Connecticut ever do to Blake?
0: Seriously, Blake.
2: <laughs> On behalf of Connecticut Tourism, let me say that I've hiked hundreds of miles of beautiful trails whilst listening and laughing out loud to the both of you. Oh, thank you. All kidding aside, thank you for the Herculean effort you continue to put into in delivering the podcast despite such giant struggles. I don't think anyone would have faulted you for taking a pass on everything, giving it the year that it's been for you both. Not for nothing. And to use a Blakeism, Blake's sharing of his story blew my doors off. Please continue to put your family and your health first. I'll continue to stalk Mary's Instagram stories for long COVID updates. Oh, thank you. And enjoy whatever you produce. Whenever you are able,
0: my latest update, sorry Lou, is that I used facial suction cups on my face and I forgot <laughs> to take them off, and I bruised my face so badly that it looked like Blake hit me.
2: Yeah, and her dad was the first person to see her with a bruised <laughs> face, and I had to. Literally, I look like Rocky. I did literally say nothing, like. Bad as a foot I promise <laughs>
0: <laughs> just Mary tried to take her own medical care into her own hands
2: <laughs> which which is you know very much within the, the realm I, of I didn't follow the goes. YouTube tutorial thank God okay no so, not
0: thank God I no, should have taken the suction cup no you should have just
2: not done it all together that way your father didn't think I was giving you dirty beatings <sighs> okay uh, she also continues to say, thank you for all the cleverness, insight, personal transparency, and joy you bring to all of us Outlander fans. I hope to be able to say that in person someday. Hmm. Well, uh, Kim, I totally agree. I, I would really love to meet up in person uh, relatively soon. The only thing I will say is that your state sucks.
0: No, it do- tell them why you don't like it then, Blake, because I don't understand. Because
2: it's, it's always under construction. You, you, they, we they can't we make go up their through the mind. state to go to New York. They they can't make up their mind about they, what they anything. They they just don't know what they are. They know that they got submarines. Oh my gosh! And that's great. They they got the submarine thing. They got the Coast Guard Academy <laughs> thing. But like other than that,
0: they got the Kimble girls.
2: Like, it's that's
0: fake. It's fake They're based upon those towns. But
2: it's fake. Oh my gosh. The best thing about your Tell, about your estate is Daddy's that it's just fake.
0: Jealous. Say, daddy, you're just jealous. Daddy, you're just jealous.
2: No, I ain't jealous. <laughs> All kidding aside though, uh Kim.
0: He loves you and all of our Connecticut listeners.
2: Yes, thank you. Oh, oh, we got some more. P.S., the recent Hollywood Top 7 list was also very much appreciated. Uh, Mary's Top 7 oh, list. you're welcome. Yes. And P.P.S., kind of relevant to Outlander, given the storylines, not only am I from Connecticut, but I live in the Windsor, which is where the first witch hanging in America occurred.
1: Ooh. Just had to
2: throw that in interesting 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 this one comes from kathy she says i think malva is a great sinister character i found Stephen bonnet to be rather two-dimensional except for the episode when he kidnaps brianna i didn't think the series developed him as much as they did bjr uh tobias menzies is phenomenal though but malva is just so much fun to watch you can see the evil mind turning I like to and uh, understand the nastiness and the hope that and think that the actress is terrific. Can't wait to see what she does Declare in the next episode. Hope you two are feeling better and your symptoms recede. Marvin, a question for you. Okay. Who do you got? What do you mean? Who do you got? You got Malva or you got Stephen Bonnet? For, for the villain? Yeah. Like who do you got? Who who you choosing? Who's, who's better? Who's worse? Who's the person you're really afraid of?
0: I'd say Malva because people don't know that she's bad, you know, like, like she's, she's being let in everywhere. She's being showed all the, all the medicine stuff, being told all these little secrets and, yeah. you know, where Steven Bonnet, you knew what you were getting.
2: Yeah. The thing I will say about Malva is that she's young. She don't get it. It's like, she's, it, it's like, it's like a kid that is experimenting and everything seems to be going great. Until all of a sudden, it ain't going great. Something bad happens.
0: Interesting.
2: And she is subject to the.
0: To me, that makes it even worse because she doesn't know when she's playing with fire. I feel like Stephen Bonnet knows when he's playing with fire.
2: But that's why I think I'm I'm, I'm going with him because okay. he knows what he's getting into, and he knows the bad, and he's still doing it anyway. Okay. Malva is just that naive girl that is still subject to the whims of her family, and this is just a rebellious phase from her. Okay, to say that she ain't weird, totally weird. Okay, but I think I'm. I think I got Stephen Bond in this one. Oh, all right. What do we have for our next voicemail? Let's see what we got.
1: Hi, it's Angela Hickey, and this hey, episode is a workhorse that really shifted gears to say welcome to the second half, and hold on to your breaks, people. Second My kill rating is 4.7. It was busy, but it accomplished a lot with a common thread of gaining or taking liberty in every scene, starting with the cold, open, liberating the Bonnie Prince, and the new credits that let us know that the writers were going to take a lot of liberties in this episode. It also felt thematically cohesive and still manage some really emotional and funny moments. Congrats on your Freudian slip of calling for Br- Roger your hero, Blake. Yeah, You're finally getting it. By the way, I didn't read the dinner scene the same as you both. He felt put on the spot to me and reluctantly went in to be polite, expecting a quick bite out of courtesy before heading home.
2: And what a surprise Angela's making uh, excuses for good old Roger, because uh, just throwing that out there. Roger colored glasses. Oh, okay. Sorry, Angela. Continue.
1: But when he saw the man of the house layout, he knew, okay, Bree's right. And he made other plans for her care. I applaud the show's handling of this touchy Roger story after they massacred his character already in season four. So my goods. First is adaptation. The writers very cleverly took bits and necessary story beats from all over and recrafted them in a new way that still cohesively reflected the story's essence. Believe it or not, nearly every line or scene in this episode had narrative or character purpose. My second good was that exquisite cold opening credits, a really beautiful surprise and a tribute to the meaning of the theme song that's so identified with the show as well as the episode's theme of liberty and the photography gorgeous. It's Angela with part two. Um, My bad was the editing in this section of the tar fight and poorly acted love charm scene. The tar fight maybe was due to COVID shooting requirements that hampered them. But as a book reader, I looked forward to that scene knowing it was very visual. But also so much was changed or eliminated, including the characters present. A lot of funny dialogue and resolution that it fell really flat on screen, which is a shame. That said, it was an important scene to show the political unrest is much worse than Jamie imagined and to spell out the jeopardy for our still fragile Fergus, who now has no support or protection. My great, every David freaking Berry scene, the hurt John feels is heartbreaking. This is huge, especially when you consider William, which is also pain for Jamie because he's losing his Willie updates with John. Sam expresses this as John tells him about William. So many layers to this choice for Jamie and for John. It's insanity for the ill-equipped colonies to think they can win a war with England. Military genius that he is, Jamie, should realize it's suicide and John is devastated. I'm not mad at you, Blake, but John Cannon likely will carry his own series. You know why? Because he does have his very own successful book series, and he carries that fine. If anything, they are even more intriguing and more adaptable because they're faster paced and based in historical mysteries. John is one of the most complex characters in Gabaldonia. His stories have fabulous second characters, and I hope you guys will podcast the series if we get it. Much love.
2: All right, so here's what I'm going to say, Angela. If we podcast, if the show comes out and stars, you know, buys the show, we'll podcast it just because I like the, the Lord John character. Can he hold his own show? I'm take bunked. I'm saying no, I'm saying no. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I will watch it. We will podcast it and uh, we'll go from there when it comes to that. All right, let's get the next Email. Uh, This one comes from Joni. She says, I loved this episode. Kilt rating was 4.9. The good Jocasta and Mary Jane. (laughs) This was a great adaptation from the books. Jocasta does smoke weed in the books, but Furquad Campbell procures it for her. I love that Claire brought it and gave it to Jocasta in the show. Jocasta toking in the background while Flora and Claire compare notes on reality of the Bonnie Prince Charlie is priceless. Also, I think that it's that we see the high wear off. Claire flashes back to Louis, which alters the emotional tone of the scene and breaks up the potty. And as the ladies uh, are leaving, Jocasta gets melancholy about Myrta. Two, Jamie and the Sons of Liberty. When Cornelius Harnett asks Jamie how he knew his identity, you can hear Jamie thinking, dude, this isn't my first rebel rodeo. <laughs> I also like Harnett telling Jamie that what brought him to the notice of the Sons of Liberty was a speech to t- try on after the Alamance. It's nice the show is giving that moment significance beyond Myrta. Later, Harnett acts like the leader of a band of rebels who have been questioning Jamie's commitment to this cause. These men are paranoid about being found out and arrested, but it's great that Jamie reminds, I'm sorry, that Jamie's speech reminds them of what they are really fighting for. The bad ether. I really thought that Claire huffing ether in a gazebo, anyone could walk by would be rock bottom that made her confide in Jamie, but nope. Then when Jamie just gave Claire a weird look, when she told him she needed a nap in the middle of a party like WTF, Forget about ether, Claire could be ill. <clears throat> Jamie should have been more concerned. I really hope that the ether issue comes to a head in episode 6. It's starting to feel like Jamie and Claire have been abducted by aliens. <laughs> I need them to return to earth <laughs> and be on the same page again. And as always for uh, me, um, sorry, hold on. As always for me, legitimate use of ether is an issue. Right now, I have more faith that Malva will lure Obadiah Henderson into ether play so she can have her way with him when the Claire will use ether to perform surgery. Great one, the cold open. Bonnie Prince Charlie is complaining about his outfit and floor. McDonald's telling him to suck it up, but a cup yes. is priceless. The Skyboat song in Gallic gave me chills. Number two, Jamie's struggle. I love Jamie's line to Claire. Wittingly or not, I've never lived without allegiance to the laird or king. The leap in the dark he's taking terrifies him, but Claire is still in the safe place where he can confide his fears. And Claire gives him strength and comfort. This is why it's driving me nuts. She's not confiding her fear and pain to Jamie. As I said, the alien abduction needs to end. Thanks, Mary and Blake, for continuing <laughs> the podcast through your difficulties. Sincerely, Joni from Kansas City, Missouri. Oh my gosh! Alien <sighs> abduction. I love I it. I am here for it. The truth is out there, Joni. The truth is out there. <laughs> All right, let's get our next voicemail. I think this is the light. La- this is the last one. Here we go. if my computer will play it. Here we go. I will restart that. Sometimes this gets a little cranky.
5: Hello, Mary and Blake. It's Mandy here from Melbourne, Australia. Hi, Mandy. Uh, in all of the episodes I've listened to, Blake, I have never heard you say that you will not call herself herself. That's right. I was at my kitchen sink here and I said, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. I'd missed it. But, of course, everyone must call her herself.
2: Nope, not me. Yes,
5: gracious me. Out. Just like Jamie Capraiser is the king of men. <laughs> anyway, made me laugh and keep going. I'm sending you wellness from Australia. Oh, thank you.
2: Thank you. I'll tell you. Nope. I, I, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Won't happen. Not just, it's just one of those things that that's, I'm too American to do that. All right, Marvin, let's get the last email. What do you got?
1: All right. I will pull that
0: on up. Oh, I had a little uh, extra.
2: (laughs) Some echoing here.
0: Um, The last email. Tell me where I'm going,
2: Blake. Do right, you want me to just do it? Just for tell you? me where.
0: Does it say Kristen from Syracuse? Uh, yes. Okay, Kristen says my GBGs for this episode are as follows. My good, anything with Lord John. His facial expressions say so much. I couldn't help but notice his anxiousness when Jamie excused himself to greet Aunt Jocasta. I could tell Lord John wanted to talk to him more. Especially, he was planning out his conversation about him stepping down from being the Indian agent. My bad. I agree with both of you, Miriam Blake. The scene with the ladies in the woods felt so pressed and pushed. Good detective work, Marcelie. That was hard to find. Sarcastically. oh, said sarcastically. That was hard to find <laughs> like, Ooh, that? and the scene outside the print shop. I roll definitely felt very play theater. Like, and Lord John with the broom was almost comical. Like stand up. I am armed with an old broom. Watch out. As I pictured an old lady <laughs> shooing and an old fat cat off the front steps. Like shoo people. I said, mockingly their great was Malva weird oh my gosh during the sinner eating scene all I could hear was Blake's voice saying Dakota Fanning
2: weird you know what that happened
0: (laughs) i love her character and i can't wait to see her future what her future holds and all the other weird stuff she's going to do her face when she was chopping off the dead fingers oh my gosh you could tell that was exciting and arousing her
2: that's going to be our next shirt no that that face is just going to say dakota fan nobody
0: wants to wear that shirt
2: Everybody wants to wear that No, they tray. don't, Blake. Yes, they
0: do. Just because yeah. you want to make it, that's great for you. But like, I doubt <laughs> anyone will buy it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you, Kristen. All right. I think that's it. That's it, but we need to watch the promo for next week. Yes, we need to watch the promo. Before we do, um, we want to let you all know that this promo kind of recap and mini-digest is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Minute with Mary, of course, is your one-stop shop for all things makeup and skincare. If you're in the market for a new mascara this spring, um, you can go to MinuteWithMary.com slash discount as my favorite mascara is discounted 15% off for listeners of our podcast. But if you have any questions whatsoever, you want... um, Um, You know, lip color. You want a just all over kind of cosmetics consultation. I do it over the Internet with you. It is me. Just find the hashtag Minute with Mary. Send me a message or head on over to MinuteWithMary.com. All right. Let's get into episode 606's promo. The world turned upside down. Hold on. I want to put my headphones on. Just make sure you don't make me go deaf. Huh? Blake,
2: it's not funny. (laughs) Come on. I'm serious. I can already tell this is going to be too loud. Oh, uh, fine. Here Thank we you. Go. We'll turn it
0: down a little bit for you. <laughs> oh my there we God, go. You're so rough on me.
1: I mean, have you seen Mister and Missus McNeil lately?
5: Well, you and I can stop by the cabin later and look in on them. <sighs> Something's dead nearby. <sighs> what is this? I'm not sure. Don't touch your faces.
0: You look a bit like a ghost, Sassenach.
5: Mama, oh, she's burning up. You seem a fine gentleman to me.
0: Oh, Blake. Oh. oh, this is gonna be a Blake episode. This is, we're gonna get weird. Okay, so we Let's have, get weird. We have a six year old next to us though, so we can't yes. talk about two of them. Alright, so here's much. what
2: I'll say. There there is a moment in this this trailer that just stands out to me. And it is hold on, I think it's this part. Mr. and
1: Mrs. McNeil lately. You and
0: I can stop by the cabin later and look in on them. Oh, is it all the girls? Something's dead nearby.
2: There, right here. Who oh, says sure. something s- smells? Something who, who smells, says that? It smells dead.
0: Yeah. Who says that? I don't know. Go it's back. P- I want to see who it is. Who's this quartet? Is oh, it the Lake Ladies is or, or is, is,
3: stand or stand is no. Katrina, right. Wait, it Malva
0: with them? No. Wait, hold on. Go back out. here. Sam. Many many later. Ready? So it's Bree and I can stop by the So we got I Bree and Claire okay, who don't believe in so bonnets, and then we've got Lizzie.
2: And then we got Malva. Is Will. that Malva? It's Malva.
0: Malva's suddenly wearing a bonnet.
2: Oh, okay. All right, here we go.
0: Something's dead nearby. And who said that?
2: All right, so that sound. Yeah. That I'll play it again. Here we go. This 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 sound.
7: Something's dead nearby. Oh.
2: What is this? I am in 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 in. Whenever on
0: that. whenever soundtracks have that low.
2: Oh, like when The Crown did it. <sighs> yes. Oh, I listened to that oh, on The Crown for like at least a year. Uh, and the same thing happened on, oh, what was the movie? With Inception? the aliens that come. Oh. Uh, and we, and Amy one? Adams has to talk to the uh, Oh, the I know. The, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. I was, oh, yes, that was me. So we're going to play it again just because I love it that much.
0: Bye. What is this? not sure. Don't touch your faces.
1: Look Don't a bit like your a face. ghost, What
0: do you think it is, Blake? Mama! It's not the Rona. Ah, I'll tell you up. what. You seem
2: a fine gentleman to me. Mm. What is she touching? touching what is Malva touching? Touching Jamie, number one. Or or Claire is thinking that she's touching Jamie. It looked like she was near a window. In my sense. My sense. All right, so here's two things. Okay. Two things. We got... Lizzie, yet last episode falling down falling down with malaria. Okay? Is this a ridge wide instance where everyone's falling apart with malaria? Or, Or since the fingers didn't work with the love charm, is your girl Malva does she need more fingers? Cutting fingers off to make people sick. Like that's the question. Ew. Like I don't know how she's doing it. Like is she like I... is she making water and like putting the fingers okay, in the okay, water? Blake, like, be
0: careful. We got a six year old
2: all, all I'm saying is Malva's got a hand in all this. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. So that is that, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this and to enjoy Mary and myself, and <clears throat> of course, uh, m- m- you know, just uh, be happy with the schedule that we've been putting out. I promise that we're going to get back to how things should be, uh, hopefully by next week. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Then again, I'm told I get 18 months of this. So. Good point.
2: Good point. So, All right. Ready to close this one out, bad yes, boy? Yes, we are. Hold All on. Right.
0: We've, we've, got a, we've got a vocalist.
2: Oh. Oh, okay. Is she going to sing the song? Yeah. Okay. Ready. All right. Here we go. Hold on. Thank you.
5: me me a song for a last, of its Sick of
2: a last maybe
5: she sailed was it super high
0: was it super high I know that that song was really high that Daddy chose. All right, so
2: you know what? We're gonna keep the tradition going, ladies and gents. If you heard the song, if you heard the song and you loved it, send us a music note in the DMs or just put it on the on the page. Yeah, just send us a music note and maybe the Scotland flag, so that way we know you heard that and you appreciated it. And then we will share those notes and flags with our little last show. Exactly how many people she just sang to.
0: <gasps> Isn't that cool? Every time we get one of them, we can show you. Yep. Our, her little uh, too high of a key slash, you know, wicked late should be a sleep voice. Yes. Oh, goodness me. We ladies and all be and gents, asleep. We, should, <laughs> we, we are. We're going to go to sleep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your patience and for your messages. Um we're getting there. We're getting there.
2: You know and... what? I also, I, oh. I just want to chime okay. in here real quick. Okay. The amount of love and support and just breadth of um, graciousness from all of you uh, concerning my episode uh, that I did uh, about our Mary and I story over the past year is humbling. It is overwhelming. It is... Thoughtful and incisive. It's everything. And I wish I had the bandwidth. And I wish I had the strength to reply to every single one of you uh, to the degree that it deserves. Uh, Unfortunately, I just don't. So if you sent it to me, I promise you I read it. And I promise you... It has made a major impact in my life. So thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for how amazing all of you have treated me. It's It really means a lot to me.
0: Daddy's telling everybody that it's so nice that he was able to tell them he had some worries and they all said, it's okay, everybody has worries, right? What do you do when you have big worries? Okay, talk in the microphone. What's your advice? If daddy has big worries, what is your advice? I think you could do shark fin or belly breaths.
2: Okay. Some breathing
0: exercises. i close your eyes and dream about something.
2: How about ice cream? Can I do ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah. <laughs> ice which one? Cream. Which which is the best one?
0: All of them, right? Space jam.
2: Space gym. jam ice okay. cream cones. <laughs> cool.
0: cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, my name is Mary. My
2: name is Blake. My name is
5: City.
0: <laughs> and you've been listening to Outlander Cast. But I didn't get to say bye. Oh, you can say bye.
1: Bye.
2: <laughs> if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.